Hello and welcome to another episode of the Round the Outside podcast. Thank you um, so much for joining us. Uh, it's season, um, episode 6 of season 3. Um, thank you so much for the support on the last one. And thank you so much for sharing it and listening to it. Um, please, if you could do the same for this one, it would make my day. So, um, let's let's start, I guess, and... There's so much to talk about. I, I don't even know where to start. Um, I mean, we've just we've had a start to the World Cup. We've had so many pieces of music come out uh, on the day the day that I feel um, filming filming this today. Um, so many. Oh my god, that's so many things. So many things um, to, to talk about and. Yeah, that's. I think we'll start with um, with the um Abu Dhabi Grand Prix because that was probably that was a couple of days ago. I was quite emotional, but also just a bit and eh, not much happening. I guess um, I I honestly there was honestly just nothing that really really happens. A bit bit dull, I guess. Um, there's a bit of overtaking, especially into that hairpin. And also into that chicane, um, or, yeah, also into turn ten, um, uh, which yeah, which yeah, there wasn't a lot of yeah over um, overtaking elsewhere. Um, yeah, it was pretty much uh, like Crofty said um, in the um, in the and uh, on commentary. Uh, there was a lot of um, pretty much the same thing, you know, that had been. It, the summary of the season. It was no debate of who was going to win the race, but it was all about who was going to finish second. Um, in the end, Leclerc did finish second, getting that P2 uh, in the Drivers' Championship. Uh, yeah, Sebastian Vettel closing out on a high P10 uh, in his final race in Formula 1, which is so nice to see. Um, Alonso retired in his final race with Alpine, Hamilton retired, um, he lost power. I think it was the first mechanical failure for Mercedes this season, which shows how reliable their, their car has been. Um, obviously we're losing a lot of drivers. Ricardo, Schumacher, Latifi, Vettel, um, all going off the grid. Yeah, it's really sad. It's really sad to see Vettel's gone, because he's so, he's such a nice person. Um, and he's such a, he's not, let's forget about the driver bit. He's so... He's a great person, and he's a great person around the paddock. Uh, he's inspired some people. He's been a part of um, so many great seasons in F one. Yeah, I, I'm gonna miss him. He's one. He's one of the reasons I got into the sport, actually. Um, and yeah, he's been yeah an unbelievable driver. And um, yeah, I'm gonna miss him. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, moving on. I'm gonna. Yeah, just a, I'm gonna briefly talk about what I think is gonna happen next year. Uh, we've got about 105 days until preseason testing. Uh, I'm personally next season. I'm probably we're probably gonna see Mercedes challenge Red Bull, even if Ferrari win like the first two races in the season, which they might too. Um, I don't think that they'll. Um, continue like whistle this season. They started so well and they just ran into problems. 
I feel like that will happen again. They don't really, I don't think they really have some system of how they need to win championships because they haven't done it in a long time. Um, honestly, I, I, it's pretty obvious. I think Red Bull are gonna win it by a country mile <laughs> next next year. And yeah, I think the closest challenge they'll have is might be Mercedes. Yeah, I think they've looked. They, I think towards the end of the season they looked much stronger and they've really kept on improving the car whilst just waiting and sitting back until um, 2023. So that will be interesting to see. Um, I think Mercedes that they'll need to deliver de- deliver. Um, obviously, they have a reliable engine uh, which will help. Um, uh, obviously, Williams, I think, are switching to Renault next season, I think. Um, so, that, that'll be different. And, yeah, that's all that's really to talk about um, in terms of F1. Moving on to the the big the big news um, that has come out in pretty soon, actually, today at the time of recording. Uh, there's two pieces of big news. The first one is that um, Cristiano Ronaldo, after that interview with Piers Morgan, I know... Um, yeah, I, th- I think we all watched that, um, has said that, he said that, um, he wants to, he's, he has left Manchester United with immediate effect, um, the contract's been terminated, they've mutually agreed him for him to leave the club, um, so he's gone, and, yeah, the hell is, the hell is done, you know, Ronaldo's not happy, Probably took it very high using sort of the fame that he has to put the blame on United, which was probably true um, in some some ways. Uh, I think United were it was good for them to say you know enough is enough, we're not going to let you do this anymore to our club and still be able to come back. Um, they were never going to play him in a game anyway, and they're probably just going to drop him. Um, so yeah, it, I'm really glad that they've. Let him go now. Um, where does he go now? I don't know. Personally, I don't think he, he'll want to sort of go to a club that's not competitive and not really challenging for Champions League football. Uh, I don't think he'll want to be playing in the Europa League, um, for sure. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think that, you know... The key thing is that both parties are happy now. Ronaldo has left Man Ronaldo in leaving Man United, and Ten Hag United because Ten Hag wanted got what he wanted because he didn't want him there. Um, yeah, I think the the interview the interview worked, and yeah, that that influenced the decision probably. Uh, moving on to the other bit of news involving Manchester United is that their owners are looking to sell a part of the club or sell the full club. Uh, Joel Glazer and Avran Glazer finally, finally got out of their um, glory in Tampa and caught up to reality. And they are ready to sell uh, Manchester United. I hope they sell the full club because uh, that will probably be for around five to nine billion pounds, which, um, which they actually, they bought the club for about seven hundred ninety million pounds, so they've actually made profit in sort of their time at the club, which is definitely not definitely should not ha- shouldn't have happened. Um, 
I, they only own about sort of um about seventy percent of it because they sold it sold it to um um they sold they then Malcolm Glazer actually bought the club and then he sold a stake of it and then he died gave gave the control to Joel and Avram and then they've been absolutely terrible running it ever since. Um, <laughs> I the Glazers have been a, a family that have just not. I think they just not listen to the fans. They're not on the right things. They clearly don't know what they clearly don't know. Um, foot like football. They didn't don't know how to run a football club. They know how to run an American football club. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They won. They won the Super Bowl in twenty twenty. They they had a forward running forward thinking team there by bringing in the best players. Tom. Um, bringing the best players at the right time, Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, at that time, and and taking the team forward. Why can't you do that with Man United? Like, it's it's so simple. Get the best players in the world, get the best group of p- people in the world that can run the club best, and boom, get the be- get the best manager while you're at it. Boom, it's an open goal for um for brilliant for just for. Being, I don't know for being a good owner, I guess. Um, the share price has gone up. Um, they've wrote, they've risen to sixteen dollars. So that's prob that's down to how you know they've not they're not knowing how to run, run the club. And that that's not a factor of inflation. That's a factor of how then just not knowing how to run the club. Um, who's gonna buy them? I hope it's the Saudis. Um, I really hope it's some Saudi investment that would make my day. Um, uh, it's probably going to be like Sir Jim Ratcliffe or something. Um, you'll get like a bunch of celebrities to be part of it. It'll be like a consortium of investors. Um, yeah, United's a mess. United's a mess. I mean, they're fifth in the league right now. They've actually, they've actually had a good start to the season for once. Um, so... Yeah, I think. Yeah, this is there's a real fog over United right now, and that that's really really worrying to see. Um, I hope it doesn't go on for too long. I'd, when the owners when do the owners buy the club and come in? I have absolutely no idea. Probably like summer twenty twenty three. Not until the end. Not before the end of the season. That's for sure. Um, probably maybe midway next season. I. Probably the, the earliest. Look, no, nothing's nothing's confirmed. Let's say that nothing's confirmed. It's just saying that we are open for bids. Come and get the club. That's that's basically I think that what they've said. Moving on then, um, we've got oh my goodness, we've got an open World Cup. Uh, we've got stuff. We've got um, shots all over the place. Um, which honestly, I am so excited. At. I'm so excited. At. Um, England, it's coming home. It. I, I mean, I have a reason for that because Saudi Arabia have come out of the blocks and beaten Argentina, who are on a thirty-six uh, match uh, unbeaten streak. Like, is it? Is there a better time for it to come home? Like. I feel like there's now a sort of there's obviously one of those teams that doesn't do very good 
Uh, we all, we were all expecting it to be France because you know the World Cup curse. There's a chance um, that 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 would strike again, but it's not. It's Argentina. Messi can't get lucky. It's I feel so bad for Messi because Messi, he's all. I think he's always wanted to win the World Cup. Is it just this is his final chance to win the World Cup? It's his best opportunity to win the World Cup, and he, they they blown it at the first game. Oh my god, so unlucky. Saudi Arabia, fifty first in the world. They won three World Cup games, and they've only progressed to the knockout stage um, in nineteen ninety four. It's it's unbelievable. They, um, King King Salman of Saudi Arabia has even announced a public holiday. They're getting a day off for Wednesday. They're getting a day off for winning against Argentina. Imagine if that was England. Imagine if England beat. Imagine if beat England beat like Portugal, Brazil, let's say, in the semi-finals of the World Cup. Or if England won the World Cup, imagine what we'd get. We'd get like a two. I'm not living in the in the um UK obviously, but in the UK they'll probably get like a like a month off. Just knowing how crucial it is for that um for the country that would just be so cool. But yeah, I England beat around six two. Okay, yeah, it wasn't the best performance, but six two six two. Come on, like you don't win six two every single day. Um, I'll take that any day, honestly. We just, we just want to see that be a consistent way of what we've seen. Um, we, we saw before the Nations League this year that England was so... England been so consistent in producing results and being so clinical and consistent. Um, and yeah, I hope that can continue in this World Cup. Um... Yeah, I mean, obviously there was a draw between US and Wales. England are playing the US on Friday. I think the US look like it's probably going to be England the US. They probably the US look like the better team. Um, they looked more accomplished. Um, yeah, um, there's not much much else to talk about. Um, Lewandowski missed a penalty. Uh, France beat Australia, so I don't think the World Cup curse is going to happen to them. Um, the Dutch side well against Senegal, who just didn't really look very good without Sadio Mane. Um, yeah, that's 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 pretty much um, that's pretty much it um, on the World Cup. England versus Iran. Um, sorry, England versus um, the US is on Friday, um, which is as I said, which is very exciting uh, for me. I, I'm going to go with a 3-1 England win, but uh, I'll probably be wrong. I, I feel like that's, there's some sort of twist to it. Uh, moving on then um, to the cr- to the cricket. There's so much to talk about in this episode, as I said. So, um, yeah, it's I think so, I found something really annoying in the cricket um, that, you know, we lost 3-0 to Australia in a three-match series. We've been absolutely whitewashed. We've been smashed. Pretty much, and it's, I think it's a disgrace. We we played this series like four days after after a World Cup win. That's so unfair. It, imagine if that was imagine if that was India or something. If that was India, I guarantee you, that people would be rioting to get that series cancelled. But you know, it, I, don't, I don't think they'll pay a lot of attention to this. 
because you know it's not shown not had a massive risk. But we've seen like Ben Stokes retiring from one day cricket, and you know and the other players retiring and opting for white ball cricket for less cricket, um, missing tournaments because they they're playing too much cricket. That something needs to be done about this, and it needs to be done sooner rather than later. Because if we do it later, it's gonna extend. Travis Head and David Warner were brilliant. I think it was like a what, like a two hundred, two hundred run stand or something. Um, Head got one hundred and fifty. Warner got one hundred and one hundred and six. Stone got four. Stone got four wickets, which is nice. It's not many positives, and I. There just weren't any really good players that were available. And I think almost half that team were, had played in the the game, like, in the World Cup. Like, uh, Salt played, Milan played, Butler played, Wokes played, Curran played, David Willey played, Monet played. Half of the squad played in the World Cup. That's not fair. And if we put, if, of course we're going to lose our, with our second team or something. Because it's Australia. I, I don't think it's fair that, that this is happening. I know a lot of people are going to say that it, it, it is. And, you know, you lost 3-0 to Australia, fair and square. And, okay, yeah, I'll, we didn't play the best. But with, it's it's tiring. Okay, it's tiring to be a professional cricketer playing, what, like seven games in about two weeks. That's tiring. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of games. That's a massive workload. There needs to be something done to take it down a notch. That's where I'm going to end it off um, for um, today's podcast. Thank you so much uh, for listening. Sorry if I crammed the information in a little bit. I didn't want to make it uh, too long. Uh, I didn't want to make it sound like droning. So thank you so much for listening and goodbye.